Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. We are back with one of the more unique categories I think we've done and kind of more difficult to determine. But Oh, yeah. We each picked a movie that the other two had not seen. So before we get into all of that... Well, we got a. Well, we're, we haven't done change much up, but it's Big Masters, Diet Pepsi. That's how we roll. Oh, I mean, well, I was thinking, have you ever. Some, someone told me that they bought the Pepsi Nitro and mixed it with Jack Daniels the other day. Hmm. I haven't you heard know of the what? Nitro. Nitro is like it's Pepsi Nitro. Oh, I mean, it's I like, heard of Nitro, but I mean, I haven't heard of Pepsi Nitro. Yeah, it's like a. It's they said it's supposed to be intense and all that stuff. So I don't know. I mean, I was thinking about that. I wonder if they do it. I highly doubt that they do it in a diet version. Yeah, because there's a lot of sugar and caffeine and all that stuff involved. Yeah, I mean, but, I've been kind of back and forth on that too. Um, yeah. With the sugars, like every now and then I'll be on sugar. Every now and then, like it's just one day at a time. I've been maintaining the weight with that, so uh-huh. yeah. don't do diet all the time. Yeah. No, I got um, Iron Fish, Distillery Gin, okay. Tonic. Um, however, it has lime and mandarin in it this time for like a little extra refresherness. Okay. Not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like that. It's got a little like, extra refresherness in it. Yes, perfect. Nice. Got the windows open in the house. It's what we need. It's what we need. Yeah, I need to do that eventually. But yeah. All right. So get so, started, I guess. Let me ask a question. So basically, I am assuming you're going first, and you're going to tell us about your movie, and then we're going to chime in what we think of it because we saw it, or are we going to talk about the movie? You know what I'm saying? What do you think? How should we do this? I think since we've all watched each movie, we can just have it just as an open conversation. Okay, open conversation. I was, that's what I was kind of like yeah, thinking about. Yeah, that's what I was know? thinking. Like, no, like, it doesn't just have to be me starting it off. I think we should just all talk about what we think and what is going on and stuff like that. Well, we should list the three movies that we did. Yes. And then we can decide which one we want to you know, start talking about, whatever we choose. So, do we have all the numbers up, or do let me get my number up? I have my numbers up, and I have my numbers up. I'm just pulling mine up. Okay. Okay. I should be good. Okay. Cool. 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 Who wants to go first? All right. Well. Well, that's what we just need. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're working on it. Oh, okay. So, 
There was obviously two movies called Mine. One. Yeah. Okay. So and yeah. I assumed I knew which one I was watching, so I swear to God, it better be the one I was supposed to watch. <laughs> the one in 2006. There we go. That's what I went with. Okay. All right. So I started doubting myself. <laughs> I chose Tell No One. It's a French film. Right? Yeah, it's French. Yes. Everything I watch is French. Um, 7.5 IMDb, Metascore 82. Um, Rotten Tomatoes is 93% Rotten Tomatoes, 87% audience score. And the box office worldwide, 33.42, basically 33.5 million. Um, there's some people that you know you see a lot, but the same director, writer, it's a Guam Canet or whatever, I guess you want to call it. But I'm not, oh, Kristen Scott Thomas, she's one of the nice. bigger ones. Um, the rest, you know, I'm not going with those names, but I don't know, it was 2006. Uh, when we did our year in review and we always had to choose a foreign film and so we chose or so I did a lot of research came across this ended on buying it on voodoo and it was one of those situations that was down to crunch time so I'd watch just by myself usually Tom and I watch two all the year in reviews together just because why not kind of cram more in i guess and different varieties he had different style than i do so it's kind of not just one style that i'd be watching one style he'd be watching and so i came across this one and i'm 100 percent sure this is on my list because it's a great uh drama thriller i guess mystery did you happen to say the budget did you find out yeah oh i didn't find the budget no 13 and a half so it made money. Yeah. Um, one thing I have to say, and I'm, I really like the music choices for this movie. Um, I think they did a good thing with that. So I'm just going to stop talking and just. <laughs> this is your movie. Well. I know, but <laughs> I want your guys' reactions. So I've seen it. I know I've gave my two cents in one of the podcasts about this. So I want everybody's opinions. Um, okay. First of all, I'm going to go, I'm going to say it was, I, you had done it when we did like French films, if I remember correctly. Oh, is that the one I did? Okay. I think it's the one you did when we did French films. I'm saying, I can't remember. I was trying to think of what you did it. And the way you talked about it when we talked about it then sounded absolutely interesting to me. But then, of course, you know, life happens and you you got this list of things that you need to see that it, you need to see. Now, this, I'm happy you kind of like chose this one because it was on that list of like the 50-50 you, you told me I, yeah. I needed to see, which I finally did see it, you know. You know, it just there's that list that you you need to keep sometimes keep on chipping away at and i'm actually very happy that i watched it yeah it's always sometimes hard coming home and watching the subtitles especially if you're tired or whatever yeah, but exactly. 
what I thoroughly enjoyed about this one is the amount of, I almost want to call it, to me, it was reminiscent of that old film noir where that had the twist and the turns with the plot turns that kept you going when you're first, a, you know, as almost as reading your first Agatha Christie novel. Um, but, you yeah, know, there's the, the twist. Like you know, you, I don't, you the twist-tusions, you know, the twist-tusions. <laughs> you, you keep going to the back and forth of, like, did he actually do this? Like, you start thinking, like, yeah. like yeah. is he actually, like, did it for the money? Because they talk about the money in the farm and all that shit, like, when they were on the raft before she got taken. Yes. Like, you start thinking, like, oh, did he, like, because he... He meets that gangster at the thing. So, like, how did he come across Bruno? Yeah, Bruno. Bruno. You don't talk about Bruno. But, we, uh... don't talk... <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. Okay. But, no, like, how did he end up knowing him? Like, was it because he helped get his wife murdered? Like, you start thinking these things, but then you're like, well, oh, he's actually a genuine guy. He hasn't been with another girl because he actually misses her. Like, you start going with these... This was my first time when I first watched this. Like, I was going back and forth. And the second time watching it, I didn't remember it fully. But then I was like, oh, wait, this fucking happens. Oh, wait, this fucking happens. Oh, wait, the dad ends up killing himself. The dad ends up being part of it. Oh, shit. Like, I start, like, being, like, 20 minutes in, 30 minutes in, start, like, getting these glimpses of how it ends. And I was like, yeah, this is fucked up because I really, like liked the twists and turns that they pulled on this because you weren't expecting these twists and turns at the beginning of when you first watched this. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, you know, that's another thing with this movie. I mean, you did have some well-known names here. You know, got Luke Basson, who is part of the producing here. You have Kristen Scott Thomas in it. You do have some recognizable characters. Well, actors, actors are in it and the names, whatever. So it should be a good draw on that. Now, not that I'm going to compare it to this movie because I'm sure you're going to call sacrilege as soon as I do this. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Okay. You never saw that coming. No. But, the same, but at the same time, just like in, you know, the movie, the, Dragon, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, it had that underworld seediness that was always lurking below and you kept on questioning whether or not the main character was an active participant or not you know what i'm saying yeah yes it made you look into people's double lives so to speak it, that, that people would have double lives that they never thought about. You know, the whole, I mean, are we are we doing the spoiler thing here with the pedophilia and all that stuff? Or yeah, no? let's just and go then, with it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Felipe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, that for his dad, like, he ends up finding out from the confession mm-hmm. because his dad caught Felipe with a very young girl. I would say under, teen, like, she's not even a teenager, um, yeah. running out of a stall, and he's pulling his pants up. And um, um, Alexander's dad, like, put into the police, but didn't realize, like, his dad owns the police. Yeah. And that's what started this whole thing. And yeah. every, like, uh, Alexander and what's the wife's name again? Um, Margo. 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 They've known each other since children. So. Mm hmm. 
that's the thing is, is um, they know so much about each other because they've known each other forever. Now, now I, correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay, so I don't feel like they ever explained why Bruno helped him or he felt like he owed him a favor. I almost thought he was the hit man that, you know, or he was associated with the people. No, they did explain that away because at one point his big black friend was like, "Why? what are we doing here? What is this guy doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said, three years ago I brought my kid into the hospital and he was the only one who stood up for me to the cops because he was a hemophiliac. Yeah, well, once again, you know, you, you just start thinking, well, he's in that world. Did yeah. he know what happened? Did he not know what happened? It's just the whole thing. It makes you always guess what's going on. They do a very good job of misdirection in this film at several points, actually. Yeah. And uh, that's why I think it's almost film noir, you know? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. I was a big fan of that film as well. And, yeah. Um, but well, one thing towards the end, if he would only showed up to that tree to realize she's been there every year, like that's giving me the chills right now. Like to me, yeah, it would be hard to know like that's where you lost your wife, but that's mm -hmm. where I would almost mourn the death, like showing up at that place. Like you're going oh, yeah. you, like you own it. You're paying the damn property taxes. Might as well fucking let, like show up there, you know. And then think about that. So, you know, you know, basically, her death was faked. The one hitman was killed, and then the other one faked her death. And so she's been living hidden for eight years. And every year she shows up there. Think about most people. No, she went to Buenos Aires. She was going to go to Buenos Aires, but after that's she right. saw the news, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, she got, didn't get on the plane. Well, she was when... told her husband was dead. Her dad staged this, and her dad basically said to her, or that said was kind to of the final said twist, to him, yeah. was, um, so if she would have known about this, uh, she would have told you. <clears throat> So he, he yeah. like, did this without her knowing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's, like, that, and that's what makes it so, I guess, not unique, but it makes you keep on guessing. You don't know or suspect who has the hidden secret skeletons in the closet with the double life going on because you keep on doubting, you know, you keep on doubting you know, the main character, the husband, because you think maybe he really did do it. Here he is, he's being accused of this, you know, this double murder again. And, well, not again, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, so why, how do, what, if he didn't do it, why does he have such bad luck? It's just, it, it makes you doubt what you believe, if he's capable of it or not doing. Then you start like looking at, his actions or even reviewing his actions a little bit more to see oh my god is he really could he be capable of that that's what i like now as for the cin cinematography um i thought it i don't know how to say this i'm trying to say it as best as i can i felt it was grainy enough and dark enough with the shadows that were played to give it that murky feel it kept you it you never felt happy you kind of it yeah. kept 
you know what I'm saying? It kept your, um, it kept your tone like questioning. I mean, I like the way do you get what I'm saying about the grainy texture of yeah, it. Cause a yeah, lot yeah. of the stuff was, a lot of the stuff was <laughs> kind of like shot where you just, everything, it had that, that film of dirt where it was, nothing was ever clean. And that's why you could never figure out what was going on. I, I like that sometimes, you know, you don't get that unless it's actually filmed in black and white, but the cinematographer on this actually, to me, did an absolutely great job. Do we know who did that? Offhand, I do not. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, I know you, you, you understand exactly what I'm trying yeah, to say. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess, correct me if I'm wrong. It's the best way to film a thriller. Yeah, it is. But a lot of a lot of a lot of them don't do that anymore. No, you know? they don't. No. And that's what I, I don't know. I mean, I love French films because they do go really into details. If it's not into like murder, it's into sex or whatever. Like they are full on detail or like full on detail. Well, it's not even that. It's whether or not we want to say it's a society that was brought up where sexuality doesn't really matter at any point in time. It's not something that's ever been ashamed of and it's taught on from an early age. Yeah. You know, that being said, sometimes freedom of speech or freedom of vision of a, of a director's vision is actually amplified and can be conveyed correctly, you know, without any restrictions. I mean, I think as a cinema as a country now with our cinematography and all of our, you know, directors and stuff, we're eventually getting there. But at the same time, we still have a lot of naysayers that condemn things. Well, that sh yeah, you know, it was a big actress that just announced God. Oh, I can't remember her name, but she basically like said, Hey, when can we get back into nudity and freaking films here in the U.S. or something like that? Like, she's very, like, why are we hiding this? Uh, it's like, because of the sex scene, like, they, they cut all of, I can't remember what movie, there's a whole article I just went into. I want to say it was, um, um, Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot or Gadot? Yeah. Gal Gadot. It could have been her. It's one of the brunettes in Hollywood that, in my head, I can't remember which one it was, but... She just filmed a movie, and I guess they edited a bunch of stuff out, and they're just like, why? Like, it wrecked the movie, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. Well, in all honesty, if the movie needs it, keep it in. But let's... But they're going no, to the women's need to, stuff. We, like, you don't need the gratuitous... Step scenes or the, yeah. or the 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 1980s boob shot that every, you know, chick... You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. If it's needed to progress the plot, by all means, keep it in. Yeah, and that's what yes. the actress was saying. They're like, the reason why we cut, had to cut it was because of ratings. Uh, yes, and that's what I really like. We're on a tangent now, but um, the new Marilyn Monroe that they're dropping on Netflix, they kept it as NC seventeen. They're like, yeah, nothing can be cut because that's Marilyn Monroe's life. And I was like, respect, respect. Yeah, that's the whole point. But you're once again here. We are with a French film. It has that gritty. No holds bar, film noir, twist turn, make you keep on guessing, just like you know, girl with the dragon tattoo. You don't know what's really going on. It is 
this is actually, I don't want to say it's a classic, but it is definitely worth you putting on your list to watch because, you know, you've got a husband who's tormented. He's being accused, has been accused in the past. He's trying to figure out, you know, what's going on because he, it's almost like he's at a loss and doesn't know what direction to go into to figure out what's going on because he's so tormented by the loss of his wife. He needs to, he has never had complete closure. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, and then his sister, um, she's, she's okay. I'm saying she's the lesbian, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to make sure I say it correctly. <laughs> we don't want to be upsetting anyone, <laughs> you know, you know, but you know, in once again, you know, here, here we are with a French film. It could have just been a sister, but at the same time, it made more sense to have her be a lesbian sister with, you know, her partner, you know, Charlotte. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I believe so. Charlotte, Charlotte. So once again, he's being accused of murdering. You know, it's got to love it. You know, it made more sense. It and did. That was the one thing I, I mean, watching it for the first time I had a little issue with was keeping track of that couple. Because initially mm -hmm. I thought Kristen Scott Thomas was his sister. Yeah. And I thought maybe the horseback rider was like his niece or something because she looked quite a bit yeah. younger. Like, yeah. That's what I was confused with. I didn't really because he seemed like he was get closer. that squared away until like an hour into the film. He was seemed like he was closer to the girlfriend than his own sister, yeah. which makes sense because when they're on the raft, they're like, why do you ignore your sister? But yeah. he's talking to that girl, her girlfriend all the whole time. So. And that's why it made more sense for them to accuse yeah. Him for killing Charlotte because he was so close to her. And we didn't even bring up that his sister was the one that took pictures of his wife that um, when she was With beaten by the Philippine, oh. or Filipino or whatever. Felipe. Felipe. Yeah. So we didn't even bring up we that. Blamed it on a car crash that never happened. Yeah. Like, so, okay, once again, remember how they, okay, I'm going to get off the, <laughs> I'm getting off the subject just for a quick, well, not off the subject, but I'm going a different way here. Um, so let's just talk about how, you know, her dad, you know, just automatically ha finds a heroin body. <laughs> yeah, that, mm -hmm. that's kind of a convenient plot point, I guess. But we just The right phone call at the right time. Like, time, hey, I'm you know, in the middle of making a crime scene right now. Might as well, yeah, I'll come pick up that body. I'll go yeah. get it. And that's the kind of the funny thing, you know, I'm not, I don't want to say that, you know, and maybe... I mean, how did he get access? I mean, <laughs> I'm just like, yes, he's, you know, it's like he's almost thwarted into doing something he would have never done himself in the first place if it wasn't for, you know, the, you know, it's a whole thing. It's, I guess I, I'm just going, I mean, I totally enjoyed this movie. Would I watch it again? Probably. My husband did not watch this one with me because I was trying to get my stuff in. I think in. Jim would enjoy this. I think he would. He's really good. I mean, he watched the only other French film he really ever watched with me was um, Revenge. Um, he's well, I've him. watched a couple. I've watched a couple other ones without him, and but he does really good with the Korean and Japanese and Chinese films for some apparent reason. But I don't don't know how if he could. Sometimes I think he it's harder for him to follow along with the French because I think they're so nuanced 
um, facial expressions that he misses. Because yeah. he's too... Especially when you're reading and... Yep, you know. yep. I think that, yeah. Now, yeah. I like when a movie like this, a kind of whodunit mystery thriller, Yeah, I can't think of any loose ends that weren't tied off. Like no, everything I don't. It was, was actually perfect. Yeah. Which I like a great deal. And am I the mm-hmm. only one that thought the main actor looked like Dustin Hoffman? I thought so. No, yeah, absolutely. Okay, I'm not crazy though. No, you're not crazy. You're not He's crazy. He's a French yeah. Dustin Hoffman. You yeah, look just fucking Fran- like him, I thought. Fran- Francois Clus. I can't yeah, even say. Yeah, we're not But yeah, I think we should go off of this movie because we're 25 minutes deep. Well, so it's two uh, more. Rate it. Well, we're good. We're good. We're good. Okay. I know. I have all night. Um, <laughs> not really. I'll be back at work. Rate it. Um, so, I open two. I open two. Let's go. Uh, I'm gonna give this a solid eight point eight. Yeah, I mean, not I want to give a it nine, but not quite an eight point five. I think the solid center is right where it should be. I'm at a seven point eight on this. Yeah, I was gonna go eight solid. Yeah, I guess really I'm I'm, I'm rocking back and forth, and the only reason why I'm rocking at, at why I didn't do it an eight on it, and I did a seven point eight, is because. It didn't, it catered to me. Would it cater to my husband? Because yeah. I'm just, it's not, I'm, I'm, there's no fault in that. Absolutely no fault, fault in that at all. Um, it's hard to cater to every single person. You know, would this be something I could sit down and watch with him? Possibly. You know, I, he has managed to shock and surprise me <laughs> on the movies he's actually liked. I'm just yeah. letting you know that I actually am. So, okay. Okay, we're here next. Let's do it again. All right. So the movie I chose, I'll get through the numbers and then explain how I came across it. It's the movie Inc., which came out in 2009. It has an IMDb of 6.8. There is no Metascore. Rotten Tomatoes of 100% tomato meter. Granted, that's only six reviews. But an 81% audience score. Okay. It had a budget of $250,000. I don't believe it got any kind of theatrical release. It was written and directed by Yaman Winans, I guess. Okay. So much like how you came across this looking for a foreign film for our year in review, mm-hmm. we also do what we call a sleeper pick, which is a movie that got overlooked, didn't get a release or something that nobody's ever heard of. Yep. So I was burrowing through the IMDb list of that year and came across it. I think it sounds kind of interesting. Maybe that'll work for a sleeper pick. Watched it, and it ended up being like number three on my list for that year. Okay. I fucking love this movie, and I'm not entirely sure why. Um, gonna gonna start off with this right away. Um, it's we forgot to say where things were streaming again. Damn it all to hell. Um, mine's on my Voodoo. Yeah, we own yours is on your. But at the same time, I believe it's also streaming. This is on the one that you the ink ink is is on on, Tubi, and I believe it's on Prime through IMBD also. Oh okay. Okay. Um. Once again. 
you know, I started off with this movie. I, I just, I put it on Tubi. It was there. You know, it's sometimes, you know, yeah, you got like the commercials, whatever. But I was like, okay. Um, about 17 minutes into it, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like get into it. Yeah, I'm, and there I'm like, with you. I, I wasn't into it. Okay, about 17 minutes. About an hour. Okay, so what I did is I shut it off went to something else because evidently I wasn't in the right mind frame of it. And I'm like, there has to be some reason why you chose this. I'm letting you know this. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I started it back over. And once I got that next start back over, I was like, okay, I get it now. I get it. You know, once I saw, you know, the dream, dream, dream walkers. Uh, there's storytellers and incubi. Okay, storytellers. I don't know why I'm thinking Dreamwalkers, but storytellers at Incubi. Once I saw them start, you know, and then I started getting into, I started understanding a little more of the imagery, you know, because they're like dressed normal people. And then the Incubi have like projections to make them look um, happy when they're not, you know, it's not their real faces. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. So I started getting understanding and seeing the symbolism. And I was like, the more and more I started watching it, I'm like, well, this to me, and I'm not not knocking it whatsoever, whatsoever. It's, Don't I want to say, almost like a young adult movie. It's like a young adult book, a yeah. young adult movie. It's Aragon. It's Labyrinth. It's something. It's the good and evil versus whatever, bringing the family back together, which I got to see that a little bit more. And I had to like take a moment and put myself back. And then I really started to enjoy it. And, the, and it's, it's actually an excellent plot with once again, here we go. There's a twist at the end. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I have to say forcing myself to watch it to the end was very hard. Really? Like, okay. I, I, okay. Like, and I have to say it like this. Mm -hmm. After finishing it, the storyline is good. The plot twist is good at the end. Mm -hmm. Too fairy tale for me. Like, okay. I it it's not my style of a movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I can understand why it can, that's where it is. I can understand why it's a good movie, and mm -hmm. I can see why the storyline's good. But the first hour was hour 20 minutes was brutal and then it was just the, like the last 20 minutes to me that's like okay that's cool that's cool that's cool but it was literally took like the last 20 minutes for me to like finally like can stare at the tv where it was hard for me not to get on my phone because i was getting really just like can't deal with this and, and i was I forcing it yeah. myself and then there's moments i'm like i'm on my phone gambling because i can't handle this but at the end, I could accept that this is a great storyline. This is a good film. Just not my style. See, the reason I like this movie so much is you don't get too many unique, straight fantasy movies anymore. Like, I grew up on, like you said, Labyrinth, never-ending story. And then uh, the fantasy kind of just turned into swords and sandals movies 
where this is a completely unique movie, I think. The world that they built, I found very interesting between the Incubi and the storytellers and the Pathfinder and the drums and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, and it actually, you know, and, that, and that's why I am actually very glad I took the time to turn it back off and say, okay, evidently I'm not paying attention right now. I need to take a moment and just go back because there's got to be a reason. And it was reminiscent of, you know, a young adult, whatever, pre, I don't want to say preteen because it's, I think there is enough darkness in there. I want to say 14, I don't know, 13s, whatever you want to call. Right. Right around that area. And that's what I was kind of like, okay, well, this is kind of interesting. And it does have enough twists and turns that you don't suspect what you suspect at the end. And you see, you see family conflict, you see addiction, and it, all these are portrayed in a, a I don't want to say like a good light or a bad light, but it's, there is a happy ending, but yes. at the, there is a happy ending and you're right. We don't have any fairy tale movies anymore. All we have is Marvel, superhero, DC, oh my God, smack them up, kill them right now. So this came out in 2009. Let's think about what all the other movies that came out in 2009 at that time. Everything was Spider-Man and this and that. Yeah, this was that fringe element. And we don't, as a society, I don't think they cater to the Dark Crystals, the never-ending story. No, we don't see those anymore. And that's what I grew up. I don't want to say, you know, Black Cauldron and all that. But when's the last time we had a a movie that wasn't part of some sort of tie-in? or some sort of sequel that could stand on its own and still garner a hundred percent. It was definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that it had a $250,000 budget. Yeah. I think it was used. They used every fucking penny of it for sure. But even, I mean, the Incubi looked great. Yeah. Ink looked good. The fight choreography was better than I was anticipating for a movie like this. And you write by choreography again, you know, I had a little bit of everything. And even that you have a little bit, you know, you have the stylized versions of the matrix and this for what it's worth is actually just as good for the money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, just, it has the quest element to it where he has to put the code together and meet these two crazy characters and. And you don't want to see him put the code together. But at the same time, you see the one the one storyteller storyteller sacrificing herself to be the prisoner because she knows what she's not is there to happen. save the girl, she's there to save Ink, essentially. Yeah, you know, because maybe she knows because the blind pathfinder is able to alter, you know, the different area the different parts of the physical world which the physical world is not in the same time well, as the dream world. that's what right. that's yeah. what clicked in my mind was when she's like well time doesn't work the same over here you committed like did you commit suicide and then like you start like holy shit like yeah. this is like what if like that's yeah. where like i said i respect the storyline i respect everything it's a great thing but it's just not your style of movie. I, style. I, I, I yeah. get it. I mean, 
And I was also looking, I mean, I was kind of also looking at, you know, you know, some of the actors in it and, you know, Chris Kelly and a couple, I mean, the Jessica Duffy, for some reason when um, I was just kind of like, you know, I Googled it because initially I think I sent Travis a few pictures of it said ink and I'm like, which ink? There's so many movies <laughs> named ink. Yeah. By yeah. the way, I sent, I sent those all to Dave too. I'm like, oops, wrong person. <laughs> He's like, what? Because a couple of them were kind of like um, serial killer graphic ones. He goes, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to figure out which ink they're talking about. <laughs> He's like, I don't even want to know. Sandy, let it go. <laughs> like, okay. What but, you do outside of work, I don't care. Like, you don't want to know. But <laughs> um, but the, the one girl I saw was like one of the, you know, when you're looking at it and you're Googling whatever you're Googling, you're, you see, you know, you see um, her predominant, like she had been in a couple other ones. And she did look very familiar to me. Yeah. But Jessica I, Duffy. I so as I, well. Yeah. I just don't know which other movie she really worked in. And once again, you're looking at a movie, 2009, with a $250,000 budget in 2009. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, like, that's like I said, I think I found this like 250 to 350 deep on the IMDb list for that year. So, well, I'm also I, I did pull it up and I did like click on the highlighted portion of that. It did win Best International Feature Award at the Cannes Film Festival, Cancun Fil- Film Festival, Denver, the in Denver, the Cancun Film. Yeah, just let you know. So that's pretty good. I mean, I think so. You know, it. It is a unique film, and it did have great. It's got great reviews, and I think as as a whole, you know, you don't want to spoil it too much because you know, in case someone does go see it, they might enjoy watching it. You know, you yeah. want at least. Well, I mean, the, we can. I yeah. mean, but, I mean, this is a rare one. Like, oh, I guess mine was too. We. I know it's rare because a lot of people haven't seen it, so they don't know the spoilers of it yet. You know, they don't know. Yeah. You know. I mean, come on, you know, you know, Empire Strikes Back happened and everyone knew, Luke, I am your father, like, the next day. Yeah. 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 So, okay. And I do want to say it... the the blind um, Pathfinder was absolutely fucking fantastic. I love that guy. One, two, three, four. One, yep. two, three, four. One, two, three, four. What? The guy okay. with the crosses on his eyes and he's just Oh kinda... yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I was like, okay, got it. Yeah, but he was he was actually a good character too because he was not the incubi or the st- or the story told. He was something totally different, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. 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 So for me, I mean, you know, go ahead. What who's gonna go first for rating this? Uh, I guess it was mine. Sure. I'll, I'm. I, I'm gonna go eight and a half. I fucking love this flick. It's okay. not it's definitely not for everybody, but no, it's I, not. No, I, I, I like it. I'm a great gonna deal. go because I like the storyline. I'm I'm not gonna go off my personal thoughts. That okay. I'm gonna go off of. What well, you I should think go of off it. your personal. I'm gonna thoughts. go off of what it is as a movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's not my style of a movie. So if. I'm going to go, if this was a style of my movie, it has a great storyline, I'd give it a 5.9. Yeah. If it was 
me myself have been more of a five, but I think the five nine is a good That's fair. Good because the ending was what made it to me. So it, you, you're absolutely right. You know, the first hour could have been a titch faster. Yeah, it could have been a titch faster. You know, and I'm very thankful that I actually took the time to. And you maybe know, I wasn't into it at that moment like you were. I just kind of had to force yeah. myself. Take take a moment, yeah. But um, for me, I think, would my husband be able to watch this? Probably yes. Because he's kind of likes those movies and stuff like now. He's kind of cool about it. He really does like them. You know, and I think I did not watch this with him. So I'm pretty sure he would like this movie. Um, I'm going to give this a solid A because I totally loved the storyline and the way it like ended up towards it it could be a little bit faster but because it's kind of new and its own and its own it's a standalone movie you know what i'm saying yeah. I, you yeah. don't see those very often anymore definitely not no you don't okay are we ready yep okay i'm pulling up mine okay, here we go okay so <laughs> Yeah. I went old school for We're ready for this. I know. I went old school for you. You know, I'm sorry. I know I'm I apologize. Once again, just like you did, I'm gonna tell you how I chose this movie. Okay, I'm gonna go over the numbers first and then I'm gonna go why I chose this movie. I chose nineteen eighty two or well One it's got it's got nineteen eighty and nineteen eighty two because mm. there was the Scottish released and there was also the American yeah. release. Yeah. Okay, just let you know. So technically it's a 1980 movie. Um, you are looking at 7.1 for IMBD. I don't think you and... actually said what it is yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Gregory's Girl. There you go. Okay. Gregory's Girl. Gregory's Girl. Okay. Uh, 7.1 for IMBD and 95% for Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, you are looking at released in the U.S. in 1982, but however it was released in uh, Scotland beforehand. Uh, directed by, let me go ahead. Like I said, I have all this wonderful pulled up. There we go. Bill Forsyth um, is the director. Now, the reason why I also like this movie is also because of Bill Forsyth. Um, I don't know, did anyone see Local Hero? No, did not. In 1983? Okay. Excellent movie. I <laughs> just want you know, just way off. It's quirky independent because i had saw this movie i watched that movie i know it's absolutely stupid but okay um two hundred thousand dollar budget um really i mean that's pretty kind of kind of like crazy you know once again here we were all i think we're all choosing these movies that have like not even huge budgets which is like absolutely excellent um yeah. box office box office gross was 25 million Okay. So bad. that's a that's a pretty good thing, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, that's actually wonderful. Now, the reason why I chose this movie, there's it's it's two pronged, okay? Um, I'm coming off the '70s, guys. I mean, yeah. You know, I'm looking at it's Porky's, it's Private Lessons, it's Body Shots, it's every either it's a slasher film. Or it's the stupidest raunchy at the expense of a woman. Yeah. Teen comedy that I've, you know, whatever I've seen. 
you know, I'm going into this, you know, I'm beginning my formative years or whatever, if you want to call it, where either you're killed or you're sexualized. I'm sorry. I mean, for lack of a better term, that's what it is. Yeah. I had actually I'd actually seen this in the drive-in, um, Studio 28 drive-in, way back in the day. Okay. Um, it, it was kind of like, it was part of like, we had the really main movie and this was like the second one. Okay. And I actually like this one better than the first one. I can't really, I cannot tell you why I didn't, I can't even remember the first one, but I remember watching this movie. Now, another reason why I chose this movie also is because upon watching this movie, I believe that women did not need to be sexualized. Um, they didn't need to be killed. You know, it was a totally quirky, weird kid wins out movie where later on, towards the end of the 80s, we see the Say Anything, we see the Breakfast Club, we see, you know, Pretty yeah. in Pink, we see all that. So I almost think this is a little bit ahead of its time where John Hughes did this you towards could the say end. That, this... Yeah, the kind of awkward, yeah, outcast kind of yeah. makes out in the end. Yeah, he makes good, whatever. He gets what he wants. You know, he's jealous. He does whatever. But the other reason why I did this is because this is a woman in a man's sport. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is 1980. Yeah, that's a fair point we're, We're talking Scotland, Britain, whatever you want to call it. 1980. This didn't even become a hot topic or a movie topic for America until later on, you know, you never got to see a woman be considered an equal here until um, honestly, decade, dec- two decades later, <laughs> let's be, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's a basic, she, you know, it's a basic, she said, he said, I love you. You love me, whatever. But at the same time, He's pissed off because he loses his place on the team to this girl who's better than him. But then the whole, like, the whole, did you, did you, did you guys enjoy the setting up with all the different girls to get to the girl that really wanted to be with him? Yeah. I, I mean, we were kind of tuned up when we watched it. Was that the whole idea why he was going on the three separate dates and all that? Was yeah, just yeah, to get yeah. her with him? So yeah, because he had, okay. he, had, he he liked a girl, but there was really another girl that liked him. Right. So the I, girls, yeah, the girls took it over. Okay. No. To figure out how to get you know the three separate dates, but then all of his his mates or his friends realized, oh my god, he's a stud. We never thought it. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, and now they want to do this road trip to Caracas <laughs> or whatever. But all this is like even set in motion and forth by. His sister, who's like this little cute little 10 year old girl, yeah. is like, you should just do what you want to do, you know? And to see a whole entire plot of a movie be pushed forward, projected forward, even manipulated by, I guess, the women in 1980. Yeah, this was before me, its time. It was before its time. And, and I, I was. It's all that, but one thing I have to throw out there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I didn't understand any other language. <laughs> like, like maybe like a sentence I could pick out one thing, but I really wasn't sure if that one thing is really what I heard. Yeah, I mean their their accent is pretty Thick. out there. I mean, 
I couldn't tell if it was Scottish or if it was like a Cockney accent, but you said it was Scottish, so. It's Scottish, yeah. It was actually, um, the film production team of this um, is, uh, it was the Scottish television who actually produced this. So, so it's, you know, you're like, oh my God, the film was redubbed later. So it, it was better understandable okay yeah for the original for the american theater theoretical release so i don't know which one you saw or which one you didn't see but it is hard to understand that english sometimes you almost feel like you have to like have subtitles on for even this one and then i want to also touch on pg and there is definitely boobies Oh, yeah, there's lots of people. 80s, of- 80s, baby, 80s. Yeah, but at the same time, I didn't feel... I, when me saying the mother movies that I talked about, you know, Private Lessons, um, Student Bodies, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you know, oh, you yeah. have... You have, you know, Porky's, you know. Oh, I love that, Porky's. That's what well, yeah, we, okay, once She's trying again, to make a we, different point here. I know. <laughs> I know. We all love those stupid comedies sometimes. But, you know, growing up in those, you know, looking back at those movies now, they're funny. They have their place in time. But, you know, being a girl then, you know, um, the movies that were out then now, Zapped with Scott Bale. Oh, I'm going to use my telekinetic powers to strip <laughs> girls off with their yeah. clothes. You know, it was those stupid high school hijinks. This got this was that quirky guy gets the girl that he wants that he didn't really know that he wanted. Yeah. And that's where it made the most impact for me. And yeah, once again, I'm going 80, 82, right around there. And that's hard, you know, because sometimes movies don't really date well. Yeah, yeah, this one has a little bit of a dated feel. Yeah. But at the same time, it does have that message that we, I kind of really do like. Now, it does have a sequel. I thought I was going to the director's filmography, and I thought I saw, like, Gregory's Girls 2 or something like that. Gregory's Two Gregory's Girls two was girls. released 1999. So he's a 34-5-year-old teacher. So, and the same director did it. So once again, if you do have the opportunity to watch, I mean, we're talking, this is like 17 years later, this is a sequel. So it actually is a pretty good sequel, and it doesn't like mince anything. It it takes it up. (laughs) This He's aged. This is what's happened. Now he's on with his life. And to have that continuity with the same director is awesome. Um, I guess, I mean, I know it's kind of a titch dated, like I said, but I just couldn't believe, you know, when, you know, I saw it later on in life and I saw it again, it was on, it was on, um, movieplex recently about three months ago. Okay. It's also streaming, but, and I was just happened across it. I'm like, oh my God, I finally remember this because it made me feel like, yes, women can do what they want. Yes, and men do envy, envy us because sometimes we are better at things than they are. Um, Roger Ebert loved this movie. Just letting you know. Um, it's kind of cute. Yeah, I mean, like outside of a little bit of a <laughs> accent <laughs> issue, I mean, yeah. it was. It was. It had its own thing, but 
again, if I understood what they were saying, it might have been more funny, but I'm just trying to figure out what they're saying is what I, what was going on with me. And I guess, you know, that's part of the thing you have to watch, what you have to watch. And you have a little more nuances off and on, which is kind of cool, you know. But at the same time, how do you put subtitles on for Scottish <laughs> accents? Yeah. It's kind of mm. hard to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm eating popcorn, sorry. Oh, it's all good. I, I just realized I really haven't ate that much today. And there's some alcohol in my stomach now. We might need to soak that up. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I mean, 95%. Once again, there's only 20 reviews on yeah. it. On Rotten Tomatoes. But that's still pretty good. 95%. Because it is a pre- you can appreciate it for doing for being a unique set i mean and the like i said it was two pronged and you, you said i mean it did make pretty good money did it not yeah for the yeah. budget 200, anyway? 200,000 to 25 million do you have a breakdown of american to worldwide on that they did they said just all they did was um i think that is only the box office budget because i don't think they did the American release um, that included oh, okay. that because it was two years later. Gotcha. Well, yeah, yeah that was I mean, to take in eighty dollars in Europe. I'm presuming it, it probably played all over Europe. I would imagine. Yeah, at in, that point, that's, is, that's pretty good. And it's listed on the top thirty British film institutes, which is kind of cool. Yeah, you know, definitely. and it is. If I look at some of this, you know, a lot of those actors really didn't do too much other than that. You know, and Bill Forsyth had some really cute and quirky movies that he directed also. It was really kind of, you know, like I said, he did um, actually, I think he did another movie. It was Being There. I'm not sure. I don't know if that's a remake of the Being There. But I just, when I was looking at a few things on that for him. Uh, it being like, being and, Human? Being Human, yeah. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. There was another movie that was remade with that name, not Being There, with the one with uh wrong name wrong person i'm thinking of i just have not seen that one too so yeah yeah so i mean on the score for me to give this one is an 8.2 because i honestly it was it was nice for me to see because i had not seen women like that um in a while you know what i'm saying it's on amazon just to let you know, if anyone's curious, if it's on Amazon. Oh, um, yeah, on, we watched it on Tubi, didn't we? Yeah, I wish yeah, it was. I believe it's on Amazon and Tubi, and I think it's also, it might be, I mean, you can buy it on Vudu. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to give it the same score as the last one, 5-9. Well, it's different. You know, you had a hard time it's understanding different. some of it. Yeah. It's the same thing, like, didn't understand this one. Not my style, the other one. There's stuff that I brought up that made me giggle on this one. So they had a good thing going on. Um, Gregory's a slut, so <laughs> I mean, let's roll with it. Yeah, that's about it. See, I, yeah, I, I'm going to give it a six and a half. Yeah. But I kind of want to watch it again now because I did not pick up on that whole triple date thing was like the girl's plot it was their plot 
I missed that. So going all the way back to when he got stood up by the girl he was actually after. Yep. The whole thing was planned. God damn it. How did I miss that? Yeah, I, I missed Well, because we didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I couldn't hear what the well, fuck We didn't understand saying. it. That was the whole <laughs> point. It's like, and it was, there was a girl that did like him, but he didn't like her. He liked the other girl, but all he All he needed friends, to do was spend time with her. and Yeah, that was, so it was almost like they manipulated everything to get it where it needed to be. And to see the women empower him, that once empowerment, almost like that was kind of cool. And once again, we're going right back to the French are open. Even the British are open where there's some, you know, their views of how women are in control. Even the 1980s, women were still, oh, my God, someone's going to kill me eventually. We were not looked upon as equal still. I'm sorry, everyone. (laughs) It's true. It's true. You know, I don't mean to be that person, but I'm pretty sure even now, you know, we're looking at it. It's a genre thing, and it's also. Um, this definitely you know, bucked the trend that was going on at that point in time, for sure. It was based on it was. female characters, no doubt. It was, yeah. So we're doing Covenant next. Yep, but yep. well, you're going to go for the week, so we'll no, finish we up. can. We I can I can do it like as I'm sitting by the pool. It's okay, I'm sure, and I can have a I margarita mean, in my hand. <laughs> we'll leave that up to you if yeah, you want on your vacation. Yeah. If you want to do one, I mean, we can probably totally get that. We can. Well, that's an easy one to watch because it's only the one we have to watch. Yeah, and we can knock it out of the box. I mean, as long as no one is upset with me for being really drunk, I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> We're just glad you're not upset with us every fucking week. Yeah. No, I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm, well, there's, 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 there's some alcohol in the system right now. I can tell you that much. I do. And then I'm going to choose. Covenant next. You wanted to pick the next franchise. Yeah. I'm going to start thinking about it. But you need to think. We'll have yeah. one in between Covenant and then the new franchise that we start. We'll do just some random again. I'm going to come yeah. up with like, three choices and let everybody just come up or choose one. Okay. So cool. I will start coming up with some options and because. Do we want to put a limit on it, like more than three? Or I was thinking five or less. F- five or more? Five or less what? Because we I'll did Star Wars that had nine. Okay, so let's do Alien eight. that did. Let's do eight or less. Eight okay. or less? On the next one, because I don't want to go on too, like, let's not do too crazy. I mean, if I find one, it's I mean, it's just in every other week. It doesn't okay. matter how long yeah, it takes. it doesn't fucking matter. So let me do some research, figure out which one I want to do. And, and we have to decide what what series. Like I said, we're doing what series next. Yeah, I'm gonna choose the three, and what? then we're all gonna because um, I haven't chose one yet. I feel like yeah, yeah. She was Star Wars. Uh, I was Alien. And yeah, I, I am not. I am not doing Twilight. No, we already, do, okay. no we, we already did. No, we already did that, that shit. Fifty Shades. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm not doing that either. So we need to like put some on the table that and we're I not know, doing. I know. I got some in my head that we could do. Okay. So. Cool. Um, awesome. So, all right. Well, still loving the shit. Still loving it. All right. Well, we'll, yeah. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy your vacation, and let us know if you wanna do one by the poolside. I don't care. It's all okay, to you. It's your vacation. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Have a good one. Bye. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully, you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more 
Booze and Bullshit.